Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 and 95.8 in the Boland. Alhamdulillah, it is Monday, the 15th of May 2017, and that corresponds with the 19th of Sha'ban 1438. A very shukran to our producer, that is Qanita Qamar. Just to remind our listeners that the lines would be open for the duration of this discussion. So you, the listener, are welcomed to join in our discussion. Or you can give us a call on. Uh, that is to give us a call on 021-442-3530. Alternatively, you can send us your comment or question via the SMS line. And that is 47913. Or you can even participate by WhatsApp and the number 072-238-0712. That number again, 072-238-0712. Now this evening on The Burning Issue, a long week, Marv, a week-long search for the three-year-old Courtney Peters who went missing on the 4th of May ended tragically after her body was discovered in a shallow grave in Epping over the weekend. A 40-year-old male suspect has since been arrested for the murder of Courtney and is expected to appear in the Gurud Magistrates Court. This incident is the latest in a series of murders to grip certain parts of the Western Cape and has sparked outrage amongst residents, the broader community and the gender activists calling on government to do more to convict criminals. In the discussion this evening, we focus on policies and mechanisms in place to address these issues. And also, how do we explore a shift in crime-fighting techniques and social behavior that might help address these issues or the issue of missing children and gender-based violence in South Africa? Now, we are joined online by Bianca van Aswegen, and she is a National Case Officer for Missing Children in South Africa. Bianca, a very good evening to you. Good evening. Uh, thanks for joining us here on the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape and uh, for your time this evening. Then we are also joined online, I believe, by A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. A.B., a very good evening to you. Good evening and uh, salam alaikum to you and your listeners as well. Wa salam, shukran for being on the line. And then in studio we are joined by Dr. Simon Hull, who is from the Centre of Criminology at the University of Cape Town. Uh, Dr. Howell has also been extensively involved in research with the police and is also involved in research on community policing. Uh, Dr. Simon, a very good evening to you. Good evening. Thanks for being with us. Now let's start with uh, Dr. Simon because we've got you in the studio. You've heard the introduction. Where do we start this discussion? Um, so there are multiple factors at play here. I think the, there is a, both a preventative side and um, an information side. Uh, for me, the information side is more important. Well, not more important, but needs to be spoken to first. And that is um, how do we prevent or how do we inform people um, and children so as that these type of acts can be prevented or mitigated from the get-go you know i mean it's it's one thing to say how do we respond but how do we begin the, the process of education so is that mm-hmm. people lessen the risk okay let's hear from uh, bianca van aswegen as we said the national case officer for missing children in south africa uh, bianca what is the recent statistics you know with regards to uh, missing children and child murders in south africa what do they show us 
Yes, our recent stats have just been released. It's from the period of 1st of May 2016 to 30 April 2017. The total cases of missing children that we had is 181 children. And that's quite a high figure. That's only cases that have been reported to us as missing children in South Africa and does not reflect all the cases that have been reported to the South African police services, though. Our success rate, though, is 80% on recovery of these children as an organization, but unfortunately, due to reality, 9% of our children are found deceased. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is, so these statistics are then really, it's, it's a serious matter. It's not something that one can easily overlook if one wants to put it that way. No, definitely not. It is a serious matter. And um, yes, that the safety starts at home and that's where the education should start. Mm-hmm. On the issue of safety at home, I've got a message here from one of our listeners. It says, parents must be more responsible and cautious with such young children. Now let's get to A.B. Isaacs. Your comment on that particular SMS very quickly. Yeah, good evening again. I think it's important um, what the... Um uh, the, the listeners indicated in terms of SMS. Education is important and charity begins at home. So what it simply means that all times as a parent or as an adult you need to know where your child is. And, and I think um, in terms of the stats that now the colleague have raised, those are alarming. So in the first instance as the community policing forum we want to extremely condemn in the strongest terms the acts of violence perpetrated against women and children in particular um, what we've observed over the past um, period, a month and a half, month, mm. let me say the month. Mm-hmm. Well, just to remind our listeners that we are looking here on the burning issue at an analysis on missing children and the child murders in South Africa, and in particularly, you know, in certain parts of uh, Cape, for example. Now, We've got, as I said, Bianca van Aswegen online. We've also got A.B. Isaacs online. And then in studio, Dr. Simon Hull. Let's focus on Dr. Simon, as we see, from the Center of Criminology at the University of Cape Town. Now, it says that you've been involved also with some research with community policing. What do you think in terms of community policing should or is effectively being done? Um, Well, community policing is very important in the sense not only of um, extending and supplementing SAPS's resources and efforts, but also in creating the oversight mechanisms and the ties that people rely on in order to keep their children safe um it's a a child is it's harder for a child to go missing in a community where everyone knows each other and knows who that child belongs to or who that child is from and which household it comes from so if the child is in a strange area there are people that can take care that can inform the parents and the like and for that reason you know there's a lot of soft policing that goes on with communities um, which is very important, and it's those structures that need to be built up further mm-hmm. to strengthen. So maybe just the clarity, you know, on what do you, or the definition of community policing? <laughs> what, how do you define community? Yeah, um, because I was just thinking now, when one see, if you use the word community policing, then one simply almost kind of tends to just hear the last part, which says policing, and one then just gets to think of South African police services, and, and hence my question. We're not speaking about the police services, we're saying community policing, meaning that as a community each individual should regard the, the child whether it's in the road the next door neighbor should regard that child then as his or her own sure i mean there are formal structures that are normally put in place um, cpfs uh neighborhood watches uh street committees and the like but ultimately you know it's it's an idea as well that one 
looks after your neighbor and one looks after your own household in such a manner is that everyone takes care of each other. So it's not just about security, it's also about development and safety. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Bianca, whilst I have you on the line, I know, for example, Dr. Simon uh, was earlier early speaking about information. Now, I mean, I've seen, you know, for example, with regards to social media, you get all sorts of, uh, you know, messages uh, that says, you know, this child has gone missing, that one has gone missing. How effective do you think uh, is social media in this particular process? I think it's quite effective. We as an organization as well, when a child is reported to us as missing, we do a flyer and actually spread it over all social media. And that's quite effective because the more people see that flyer, see the child's face, the more people are looking for that child and the faster and quicker and safer we can find that child and bring him back home. Well, okay, let's hear from AB, for example, as we said, chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. Now, as we know, Mitchell's Plain is one of the communities with an increase in cases of children that has gone missing over the last few years, many of which are cold cases. Uh, what is your comment around that, AB? I think, again, um, in terms of the cold cases, um, let's allow the authorities to... To, to do the necessary. You know, um, as my colleague has said, as the Community Policing Forum, we've got a specific mandate. And our mandate is to do oversight, and over and above oversight, um, as Mitchell's Plain CPF, we believe in partnership policing. Hence, we've got our street committees, block committees. Hence, we also have the Child Rapid Response Unit, as I've been saying throughout, that has been, that is active and available 24-7. Uh, so when a child gets missing, they are there to, to be activated. Um, what also becomes important is that the level of social media, um, yes, it's correct that we, we, we utilize social media, but in the same vein, we also should not abuse social media. E.g. example, as, as, as I've seen today, um, you know, and, and one can just, 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 just um, unpack on that. Uh, the alleged suspect photo has been um, populated on, on social media. You know, one, again, there's the, there's the rule of law, um, innocent until proven guilty, and, and, and I think that's, 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 that's where our point is coming from. But in terms of media, um, using social media also to sensitize the community. If a child gets missing, don't um, wait 24 hours, report immediately. Mm-hmm. So that the, in terms of the standard operating procedures, and I think um, the colleague from UCT wanted to unpack in terms of that, there's a standard operating procedure within the police, and the standard operating procedure says that these are the steps that need to be followed in the event of a missing person, broadly mm-hmm. speaking. Well, we'll um, get to you from... And once, we, once we stick to that letter, I'm sure we can activate a lot of... And, and see good results. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, we'll get to hear from Dr. Simon Howell in his view. What are the standard operating procedures, or as we call it, SOPs these days? Another SMS here says there are so many young kids that go missing. How on earth can you leave a three-year-old on his or her own at this age? Category, it is still a baby. And then another SMS uh, says, do you think these guys commit these horrendous crimes because they have no fear of prison life? Well, let's start with uh, Dr. Simon Howell. Um, With regards to SOPs, um, I think before all of that begins, the most important thing to emphasize is that uh, if a child goes missing, don't wait 24 hours. (laughs) Do it before. Um, With regards to SAP specifically, you then want to uh, report the child is missing and uh, I think it's on form 55, 55 um, the form number um, you need the name, age um, photo ideally and the context in which the child was going missing um, and then once you have a case number keep that and the officer's name mm-hmm. uh, once it begins to be processed um, 
there are various, I mean, it depends on the case as to how, what strategy will be pursued. Um, but I think, you know, this is where things become a little bit problematic, is that to find children is quite difficult, um, generally speaking. And it can be very difficult if that child has gone missing or has been moved to another area. They don't have a cell phone. They, don't, they may not know how to contact their parents or, or the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bianca, uh, any comment from, from your side? Yes, also I just want to stress, once again, like Dr. Hall said, there is absolutely no waiting period on reporting a child or an adult as missing. We as Missing Children South Africa work very closely with the South African Police Service, so we do ask to please report your child as missing as soon as possible and contact us so we can help straight away from our side as well. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, maybe Bianca, whilst I have you, uh, a comment from one of our listeners says, do you think these guys commit these horrendous crimes because they have no fear of prison life? Maybe you want to venture a comment on that. Yes. Um, well, like we've seen this increase of child abduction, basically, well, that's what it is, here in the Western Cape. It's very difficult. These, these people committing these crimes seem to have no conscience and... They don't understand, you know, what it's all about. And as as people looking for these children with SAPs, you know, the community standing together, it's a very emotional time for everyone. So I don't think, I think they, they're not scared of anything. And it, something really needs to be done about that. And the community as well needs to stand together against these people. And, you know, I think there be seriously something done about that. Okay. Now, then the other, another SMS which comes through here says, Assalamu alaikum, Ridwan. The first question I'm going to ask is, why? And secondly, the frequency of these horrifying happenings in situations most of the time where the perpetrator is known to the victim. Sadly, even happening in a child's home where they should have been most protected. Now, Doctor, in your research, uh, you know, what, is that how true or how closely related to the reality is that, that the perpetrator is known to the victim? Yeah, um, it is. I think in a lot of the cases it is that the perpetrator is known to the victim or someone very close who has access to, in terms of children at least, access to the household. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of parents, I think, do take at least you know, strategic many mechanisms or play things to put it they put in place to stop people getting to the house. Um, that being said, you know, if it's someone you know, um, all of those those gateways are open and that provides access to the child in mm. a way that others might not. So mm. I mean yeah. Uh, Bianca? Yes. Uh, maybe just a comment from your side in terms of for example from uh, a national case officer uh, I'm dealing with missing children in South Africa. We've spoken about statistics um, you know, the comment made by one of our listeners that the perpetrator is known to the victim. Yes, 90% of the cases when a child goes missing, especially when it comes to abductions in this, in this sense of that we're talking about now, is known to the victim. And that also makes it quite difficult because we teach our children not to speak to strangers. But once again, these people, 90% of the time, they're known to the child. So it's a very difficult scenario. And how to teach your child not to trust anyone? You don't want to put the child out there not to trust anyone. I mean, especially when it comes to family members. But still, the safety of that is very important. Well, so that then, you know, I mean, I can remember even as a child, you know, we were also told and even we tell our own children, you know, don't speak to strangers. And here now we find that in uh, most instances, the perpetrator, in fact, is known to the victim. Let's get to the SMS line very, very quickly. There's another SMS here. 
Someone is sending us a picture of a missing girl. Now, it's unconfirmed. At this stage, I'm not going to deal with that. Uh, but I do acknowledge uh, that I've received this particular SMS from uh, uh, WhatsApp message from the listener. Another SMS or message comes through. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Ridwan. The ANC government should take full responsibility for the murder of these children because they abolished the death penalty. Another SMS here, WhatsApp message says the following. Um... Bring back the death penalty and a major change in killings will be immediately observed. Another SMS says, Salam, why did the police not use the dogs the same day as the girl could have been found alive? We stay, we stay close to the crime scene and police were very ineffective in looking closely at the crime scene. Now let's get a comment from Dr. Simon Powell on that one. But for now, we're going to go for a quick air break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back, and if you have just joined us on The Burning Issue this evening, we ask the question or deal with an analysis on missing children and child murders in South Africa. And we're focusing particularly, for example, on three-year-old Courtney Peters who went missing on the 4th of May and uh, ended tragically after her body was discovered in a shallow grave in the Epping area. Now, we are joined in studio by Dr. Simon Howell, who is from the Center of Criminology at the University of Cape Town. And he has done extensive research with the police and is also involved in the research on community policing. We are also joined online by Bianca van Asbjergen, who is the National Case Officer for Missing Children in South Africa. And then we also have Mr. A.B. Isaacs, who is the chairperson of the Michels Plain Community Police Forum. Now... Once again, a very big shukran and thank you to all our listeners for their participation to the program. And that's via the SMS line 47913 and via WhatsApp on 072-238-0712. Now, there's another message that comes through. It says, if we look at stats, have the perpetrators themselves abused and most of the time repeating the cycle? Another SMS says, Assalamu alaikum. Why do, why do they do this? If it was them... They will feel the same. No one knows how they feel. We must just ask Allah to grant them Jannatul Firdaus and to make it easy on the families. Well, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation, for your participation rather. Now let's speak to uh, start another uh, discussion with uh, Dr. Simon. What are some of the challenges, you know, that... Uh, community police for policing or the government or whoever you want what are some of the challenges that we face with regards to the issue around missing children um, I think the first issue is again resources um, in terms of both community policing structures and SAPs um, you know finding children is quite difficult um, as we mentioned before um, it also requires quite a lot of resources in terms of detectives um, and various other surveillance mechanisms. Um, there is there is a backlog as well in terms of children um, and missing people more generally, both in SAPS and the MPA, um, which I, I'm not sure why that backlog continues to exist. Um, but again, I think the main reason is it takes a long time and it, there's a, a lot of resources need to be expended in these instances. Um, there's also, of course, skills. Um, you know, you have to train people quite highly to undertake these type of searches, um, which includes, you know, social media searches as well as physical searches. And, of course, there's the issue of corruption and 
people paying for information inside the system so as that it stunts or prevents um, cases from going through very effectively. Mm-hmm. Also, there seems to be quite a number of challenges. And just to remind our listeners that the views expressed on the program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Now, uh, Bianca, you've heard uh, about the backlogs in the MPA. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you've identified? Yes, definitely resources as well. Um, I mean, we ask the community to please assist us. Because we're a non-profit organization, you know, we try our best. And then also, when it comes to cold cases, you know, there are quite a lot of cold cases that have not been solved. Just to put it out there, a missing person's case never gets closed. So we do everything in our power to follow up on each case that has not been closed, no matter how old the case is that we try and find closure for that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. A.B. Isaacs, chairperson of Mitchell's Plain, as we said, maybe just your comment around uh, the possibly the conviction rate or, you know, an incident where uh, these uh, alleged criminals, uh, are they not convicted and they are released back into society? I think, <clears throat> again, uh, in terms of the, we need to have a robust engagement with um, various other departments. Specifically, as I've indicated in the last time, the sexual offences um, book. How do we, as institutions and legislative structures, get access to those things? Um, we are not denying um, people the opportunity for bail, but obviously there are certain conditions attached to it. Um, there, are, there, are, there, there are certain conditions attached to it, and obviously in this, at the same way, we must be able to reflect um, and, and have um, retrospectives on, on those things. I can recall years ago, in terms of the Department of Correctional Services, as the CPF and SAPS, we used to sign a certain document before a person uh, comes out on parole. Um, maybe we just need to go back and reflect, um, is it still relevant? Um, how do we speed up those processes? And I think that is important because uh, um, at the end of the day, because you've got structures called street committees, block committees, and those people would be able to monitor um, these um, um, people that's on, on parole. I think in terms of the cold cases, yes, uh, there is a massive backlog. And obviously, um, from our side, as the Community Policing Forum, we will encourage, we will engage again our partners to, to, to speed up those processes in terms of investigation. We can recall in, we can simply recall in the system, there's about two to three cases that is outstanding. In terms of convictions, yes, um, one can refer back to the late Rafi case where the mother were convicted. Um, uh, well, one still believes he's still um, uh, in, in custody. So, yes, um, th- th- there are quite a number of challenges. And in terms of what we normally say, is that it's the responsibility of the community to take ownership. Your child is my child. And, and, and as parents, we should always know where your child is bottom line. Child gets missing, don't wait again. We don't emphasize, don't wait 24 hours. Report immediately. And even if you go to the police station and an officer turned you around, take his name. You should have a badge. Take his name. And as the CPF, because in terms of the legislative structure, we'll be able to investigate who the officer is that turned a customer away when he or she wanted to report a missing child. Okay, I just need to announce also that the Voice of the Cape contacted the National Prosecuting Authority for comment and they were not available for comment and that's the NPA. So Voice of the Cape in fact uh, contacted the National Prosecuting Authority for comment on this particular uh, subject as well as an issue around giving criminals more rights than protection and they were not available for comment. Now going to the SMS line here, uh, says how does one rehabilitate the perpetrator? 
Most of the time, they are so damaged that it appears almost impossible to reverse. It makes the neck hair raise. We are all human beings, but seriously, these people are a risk to society. Well, shukran once again uh, to our listeners for their participation. Another SMS from 6085 says, Assalamu alaikum. Why was the child's body thrown so far from where she lived? That means to say the murderer was mobile. We call for the death penalty to be implemented. I just hope one of the politicians is listening to the program. Well, another SMS here from 5289. If the accused are given a lengthy prison sentence, what is the guarantee they won't get parole? How many times have we seen some of them serving half their sentences and then released? My heart is bleeding as we feel a deep sense of sadness. Another SMS here from 0115. Assalamu alaikum. Drug dens are a good source of information for the police all the years. Another SMS, Assalamu uh, alaikum VOC, they wouldn't have found the child before the time when he broke the child's bone to fit into a... Okay, Assalamu alaikum VOC, they would not have found the child before time when he broke the child's bone to fit into a pick and pay bag well once again a very big shukran to our listeners for their comments and participation uh, we're just going to go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the burning issue here on the voice of the cape the voice of the cape, the Welcome back and if you have just joined us we are chatting analysis on missing children and child murders in South Africa. Participate in the program by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line that's 47913 alternatively via WhatsApp on 072. Two three eight zero seven one two. Another announcement that I need to make is that we opened and the Voice of the Cape also opened an invitation to the South African Police Services for their comment on the latest statistics on missing children in South Africa and protocols in place. Uh, and they too were not available. But we are joined in studio by Dr. Simon Hall, and we are joined online by Bianca van Asbjegen and A.B. Isaacs. Now, A.B., I mean, let's talk to Dr. Simon Hall very quickly. You've heard some of the comments and concerns raised you know, by the listeners, amongst others, for example. What can we do? Why do these people do these things and bring back the death penalty? Anything in particular you want to comment on? Um, well, I think we need to keep in, keep in mind that there are many reasons for people abducting others, um, whether they're children or adults. I mean, there is obviously the human traffic element in the sense that human bodies are worth money now, and um, one can essentially steal them and sell them on. There is sexual offences related incidences, you know. Um, there is also a type of hostage, taking, taking people hostage so as to invoke a reward. Um, murder or, or you know, sort of retribution and obviously individual issues and I think it's important to remember that we have to keep in mind that each of those reasons um, will have a different rehabilitation path so for instance someone who is in, involved in human traffic ha trafficking needs to be rehabilitated in a different way as to someone who committed a sexual offense in, in these terms mm -hmm. um, I think you know I think it's been mentioned before that there's a considerable concern in the sense that while people go to prison and serve time um, there's very little oversight for those who are, are that eventually 
you know, exit from prison, and there's very little re- redevelopment, if you could call it that, and skills training, lo- ongoing education, ongoing oversight and monitoring. These are where I think we've got a problem, is that communication between government departments rather than just within specific Specific, ones. okay. Uh, Bianca, maybe any further comment or addition from your side? Yes, I also do agree. We've also got, as an organization, we've got different reasons why our children go missing. And also when it comes to social media, um, even though social media is such a good platform for us in spreading, you know, a missing child's photo out there, as much as that a danger to our children as well, and we do make people, and especially parents, aware of it, to please know what your child is doing on social media, because that is how children also get lured by these human traffickers. It's a platform for these predators to get to our children. Mm-hmm. So definitely, um, you know, like he also said, there's different ways of rehabilitating different predators out there, you know, sexual offenses, murderers. So it's a very difficult, difficult topic to actually put your finger on and give a specific answer to that at the end of the day, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. A.B. Isaacs, any comment from your side? Yeah, I would uh, tend to agree with uh, the previous speakers. Um, rehabilitation um, ultimately is a societal responsibility, um, but you get different types of rehabilitation. Um, and, and again, in terms of the, 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 the crime, so obviously that in itself uh, indicates the different types of rehabilitation. And, and we also need to go um, to our prisons and see what type of rehabilitation is in actual fact happening. There is a rehabilitation, yes or no. Those are the questions that we need before um, offenders get released. And those are the questions we need to engage with the relevant departments. And, also, and I think what the doctor have put uh, correctly there is that from time to time we see there's the chance uh, or no communication between departments, uh, interdepartmental discussions just somehow have lacked um, throughout the years. Okay, my attention very quickly to the SMS line. There's a WhatsApp message from 4452. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I think enough is enough. They must bury the killers alive. Another SMS here from 5807 says, Assalamu alaikum. What about the dogs not being used earlier? SOP need to be rewritten because police work stinks. Let's get uh, uh, Dr. Simon to comment on that. I know off the air we spoke about the police dogs. Dr. Um, Simon? The, so the police dogs are trained um, to do various things. Drag dogs and, and tracking dogs are they're different regimes, different training spectrums. And while one single dog could do both, I, I, I suspect, um, they're generally trained to do one task. Um, so if there were no... Uh, tracking dogs available or they were deployed elsewhere then they would have to have waited for them to have been transported there mm-hmm. the and what about the the comment that the standard operating procedure needs to be rewritten um i would tend to agree in some instances i mean it's about response time and uh, about resource deployment for me and i think in the instance that everyone is referring to uh response time was a little bit slow but once the resources were deployed they were re- deployed in the right way okay uh, bianca van asbegen your comment on the my possible rewriting of the uh, sop yes i think um like the doctor also said i think there's quite a shortage of dogs you know so we cannot comment for SAP to say what the issue was in this case, why weren't they there on scene. But yes, I think there should be a better protocol put in place and to react quicker on when a child or an adult even 
goes missing and what the circumstances around that is and so we can get it all together and start searching and getting everybody involved straight away. Mm-hmm. Well, we're almost getting towards the end of this particular discussion and segment. Another SMS very quickly says, the judicial allows these things to occur as the death penalty is seen as inhumane. Yet you find a situation where both brother and father rapes a nine-year-old sister and daughter. How in heaven's name does one explain and justify something like that? South Africa is just getting more sick and corrupt. Well, once again, a very big shukran to our listeners for expressing their views and participating to the burning issue here on The Voice of the Cape. Another SMS from 4311 says, Assalamu alaikum, Ridwan. Bring back the death penalty. Well, okay, so I mean, and that comes through a lot, it would seem. Another SMS here says, Assalamu alaikum and good evening to the guests. It is said the citizens of the globe has simply become statistics. Nevertheless, are children killed, raped, and abused by really sick people. Well, once again, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation. We're going to just conclude, and I'm going to ask from each of our participants this evening, what is your message to the parents and the community out there? I'm going to put it out there again. What is your message to the parents and the community out there? I'm going to start with Dr. Simon Howell. Um, I think prevention is better than cure, and uh, information is extremely, is extremely powerful in this instance. So um, it's about teaching children who they can call, who they can trust, and where to go should they, feel, should they become lost. Okay. And um, let's hear from uh, A.B. Isaacs, chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. What is your message to our parents out there? Maybe I was a bit too quick. Faiz, our technician for this evening, says, no, you can continue a bit. Uh, Mr. A.B. Isaacs? Yeah, firstly, uh, contra- uh, prevention, continuous education, do not wait 24 hours. I report the child immediately to the nearest police station. Always have a recent photo, and um, there's quite a number of steps that needs to go. Recent photo, know where child is, um, clothing. You know, those are simple stuff that, that, that the police wants in terms of the SAP 45 and, and, and in order for the activation to, to happen. But again, society will also have a responsibility to play. We've seen and we've picked up from certain areas where we go and search for missing children, then we get the hostility from communities as well. Mm-hmm. But how do we advocate this to our communities? Important. Um, again, we need to have a multifaceted approach. Um, social development, community, the South African police services, and the schools. These are the three key role players in terms of education. Because we know for a fact that certain schools, there's about 1,000 or plus children you know, and I think we started a project uh, in conjunction with other partners many years ago in terms of um, um, ID tagging the, the, the children. Maybe those are things that we need to go, but funding again um, is a problem. And here again, I'm going to end off by saying businesses have a responsibility to play. You know, um, making an ID tag or, uh, for, for, a, for, a, for a child which the parent can keep comes from somewhere. We need to source the money. So it's an opportunity for businesses to plow in and, 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 and bring their um, side of their social responsibility. 
Mm-hmm. Well, just, uh, you know, my thought is, and I'm going to acknowledge another SMS here from 4311. Uh, it is another picture of a young uh, girl that um, allegedly, you know, uh, is missing. Uh, and I'm going to say that, unfortunately, I'm not going to announce that because I, it's, I, I, I'm not sure whether it has been confirmed. Once we have confirmed it, I'm sure that Voice of the Cape would then uh, broadcast this particular message. Another SMS here says, Assalamu alaikum. Why don't the government hold a referendum over the death penalty? Well, that's another one calling for the death penalty. Another SMS here says, this is completely abnormal. Even an insult to the animal kingdom. How many more? The system sounds to be very fragmented, and I think that's one of the biggest problems. Well, once again, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation. An SMS came through from 8065. It says, Assalamu alaikum. I have nothing against the police, but what if that happened to their kids? Well, once again, these are some very pertinent questions. And as we said, the whole issue around the death penalty also comes along. But let's hear from Bianca van Aswegen. What is your message to the parents out there and the broader community? Yes, um, safety starts at home. So that is where the children are safe and that is at home. So that's where our safety starts. And we always try and make the awareness around the tips that we give parents as well as children on how to keep your children safe. And we ask the community and also you as parents, please teach your children all the safety tips, especially something like it's it's a stupid safety tip like the buddy system. Never go anywhere alone. Always stay in a group of friends, especially when you go out to a mall or walk to the shops and stuff like that. And also a very nice safety tip that we do have is a family exclusive password. And this works very well, especially when you are not able to pick your child up from school and you have to send someone to go pick up that child, is to for that child to ask that person that exclusive password. And if that person does not have that password, the child knows that it's, the person is not being sent by their parents to pick them up. So safety starts at home. Teach your children how to be safe and what to do in emergency situations. Well, thanks very much. And that is Bianca van Aswegen uh, with the National Case Officer for Missing Children in South Africa. A very big thank you there also to Mr. A.B. Isaacs, Chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. And then also a very big thank you to Dr. Simon Howell, who is from the Center of Criminology at the University of Cape Town, as well as being involved with extensive research with the police and involved in research on community policing. Also a very big thank you and shukran to our listeners for their participation. To my guests, then, both online and in studio, I say to you a very big thank you, and I bid you a very good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Uh, we say to our listeners, do stay tuned uh, to the airwaves of The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM 95.8. We're going to continue our discussion here on the burning issue coming up next. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the airwaves of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. 
Alhamdulillah, as we said, it's Monday the 15th of May 2017 and that corresponds with the 19th of Sha'ban, 1438. And this will be in my company or I'll be in your company rather, still for the next 45 minutes until around 9 o'clock this evening, uh, inshallah. Now, we continue on the burning issue with an analysis on missing children and child murders in South Africa. And as we said, this brought about uh, after the search for three-year-old Courtney Peters who went missing on the 4th of May ended tragically after her body was discovered in a shallow grave in Epping over the weekend. A 40-year-old male suspect has since been arrested for the murder and is expected to appear in the Gudud Magistrates Court on a charge of murder. Now this incident is the latest in a series of murders to grip parts of the Western Cape and has sparked outrage amongst residents, the broader community and the gender activists calling on government to do more. Once again, we appeal to you, the listener, to participate in the program by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line. That's 47913 and our WhatsApp number 072-238-0712. Now, I've got a couple of guests in studio, but I've got also got a guest online. I've got Faisal Brown, who is the spokesperson for the Mitchell's Plain Crisis Forum, a newly established non-profit support group formed shortly after the murder of 11-year-old Stasha Arendse, who tragically lost her life after she was abducted and murdered in Tafelsig. Faisal, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam, Ridwan. Shukran for joining us here on the Airwaves of the Voice of the Cape on the burning issue. I've got three more guests in the studio with me. And first, I've got Yasin Johar, who is the chairperson of Women to Women. And they hosted a vigil or a night of vigil a few year, few weeks ago for six-year-old Sasha Lee November who went missing two years ago. Yasin, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Then we are also joined in the studio by Amelda September and she is the media community liaising person for women to women. Amelda, very good evening to you. Good evening. And thanks for joining us in the studio. And then last but not least, we have Habiba Jones, who is also part of the, who is a crisis assessor for women to women. Uh, Habiba, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shukran for being in the studio with us. Let's look at the SMS and WhatsApp line very, very quickly. And message comes through, it says, the death penalty will stop all the senseless killings, raping, gangsterism, and drug dealing. Well, these are comments from our listeners. Another incident, another SMS says, is the incident, is the incident rate of females much higher than males? Just asking. As males are equally important. What also seems to be on high increase is sodomy, honesty. This, this is sick, sadistic behavior. It makes one shudder. Ridwan, where are our politicians? Another SMS comes from uh, A.B. Isaacs and that is the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum whom we interviewed earlier and he says, thank you, shukran once again for the opportunity. Can you forward me the contact details of the two other guests you had? Well, certainly Mr. A.B. Isaacs, we shall do that uh, in due course. Another SMS here from 6085 says, Assalamu alaikum. It is so, so sad for such young kids to be murdered. They are babies. Just imagine what harm he did to the child. I am sure he was, I'm sure he was drugged enough is enough. Well, very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation. And yes, this, this certainly is a topic this evening um, 
that gets one's blood boiling, as it were. But let's start off with uh, Yasin Joha, very quickly, chairperson of the Women to Women. How long have you been involved with uh, this particular organization and what brought about the need for such an organization? Assalamu alaikum to all listeners and I just want to say shukran to Voice of the Cape for hosting us and allowing us to be in the company of the listeners at home. Um, basically, it started on the auspices of Antoinette Valdebiest, who herself being a victim of, of gender-based violence, which includes rape and abuse, and etc. And from there, she basically opened a Facebook page, which started and she named it Woman to Woman. Um, today, the Facebook page has almost reached 10,000 members. And it just took flight from there. Um, then uh, we met uh, each other, basically, and and from there we just decided okay um let's start something let's uh, uh let's stand for gender-based violence and then then so the session lee um <coughs> it was about in 2015 um when the session lee um went missing Sasha Lee in november and that's basically where woman to woman took flight where we um we helped we were part of the lead um in the search looking for Sasha Lee in november and up till today um she was not yet found and basically on the 3rd of May, the day that she went missing, every year we um, keep a vigil in our honor and in the honor of all missing persons and those found deceased. Mm, it's like a commemoration. So let's hear from uh, Imelda September, as we said, the media community liaison officer for women to women. Uh, about this night vigil that you guys had uh, about six, uh, for six-year-old Sasha Lee November. Um, yes, we decided that... Um, to honor as yes, since to honor Sasha Lee because she wasn't found yet. And uh, what we do is actually we 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 um, um just to commemorate, you know, and 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 let people know, and especially Sasha Lee, wherever she is, to know that we we didn't forget about her. You see that we still remember her, and that people must still be on the lookout for her because we, as women to women and the community of Nova Park, we have never given up on Sasha Lee. So that is why, until she has been found, we will have our night vigil on the third of May every year. Mm -hmm, okay, and so how? What is the process that it forms? I mean, do you invite you know various communities you know to come? Uh, where was the event held? Yes, the event we we have the the event um, um, in front of a mother's house, which is like some circle, and we invite guest people like Nana Richner was there now for two years. Um, this year we had um, 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 what's the name? Um, yeah, we have Colonel Lang. We had the the commander of the um, the the and uh, the Philippi police station, and we had um, yeah Lucinda Evans as well. And we had also one of the teachers where um, Sasha Lee went to school, mm -hmm. and yeah, and then they give their input and just. Um, Tell the children especially how to go about when people call you and what to do, you see? Mm -hmm. Well, okay, let's go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. 
Welcome back to the burning issue here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM and 95.8 in the Boland. Now, if you have just joined us, we continue our discussion around an analysis on missing children and child murders in South Africa and more particularly within the Western Cape. If you as a listener would like to participate in the program, do so by sending us your question or comment via the SMS line. That's 47913. Alternatively, via WhatsApp on 072 2380712. Now, I do know we still have Faisal Brown, who's the spokesperson for the Mitchell's Plain Crisis uh, Forum, a newly established non profit support group online. But let me hear from Habiba Jones quickly, who is a crisis assessor for Women to Women Forum. Habiba, what does the crisis assessor do? Or what is your role within the organization? Um, Assalamu alaikum, all listeners. Um, I'm the crisis assessor for Women to Women. Um, I do cases, I go out on cases, and I assist people where um, cases is um, concern. like um, if I have an abuse case, I would uh, um, assist that one, and I would do follow-ups with them. In the end, if I have to refer, then I do referrals. If I had to get someone into a shelter, then I would look for a, for the best shelter in the area and then I will refer that one to the shelter. Okay, and where is Women to Women based? In a Nova Park. Mm-hmm. But we are um, also doing different areas. Okay, so you are based in Hanover in Park, but you obviously service you know, yeah. a wider spectrum of, yes. of people. Okay, let's get to Faisal Brown, as we said, spokesperson for the Mitchell's Plain Crisis Forum. Uh, There's a newly established non-profit support group. And this was after the murder of 11-year-old Stasha Arendse, who tragically lost her life after she was abducted and murdered in Tafelsig. Um Faisal Brown, can you give us some insight into your involvement in conducting research, not research, it's my searches uh, for Courtney Peters? Um, we were invited um, to on Sunday to Elfis River um, to participate in a, a prayer service for Courtney Peters. Um, on our arrival there during the service, we came to realize that everything is not well in Elfis River regarding the, the search for Courtney. Mm-hmm. as many of the community people started speaking to us, the family, the mother, and they felt that um, not enough was done and that the search was virtually called off. And we started to speak to people in terms of what was done so far to get um, what was done and what needs to be done and get people sense. And we started, we, we realized um, that things weren't all well. And we started to um, speak to contact the police to find out what is happening, how far are they, and we started to a process of, 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 of talking to the people in the area. And with that, with, with, with that approach, we started to realize that something needs to be done. And we started to, to mobilize the community in the area um, to say that the search cannot be halted, it cannot be stopped, because from our previous experience, the experience that we had is that the prison needs to be maintained. You need to keep searching every household. And, we, and we, 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 what we found out was that um, not all the houses were, were searched properly, you know. And, um, and we started that process. There was also people that, that brought to our attention that they, on a, there were certain slots coming from the fields and so forth. And we started to insist that we needed the police to come back to the, to the area and start to do a thorough search and bring the, 
the sniffer dogs also. So that is how we got involved, and and we felt that we needed to engage with, with the police on a more intense basis to say that uh, more needs to be done because so far there's been no leads in terms of Courtney's whereabouts. No, and and we felt that we needed to maintain this type of pressure, and with that. That was how we got involved and we decided we're going to be in Elsie's River for as long as the family needs us to, to be there or until we have answers about Courtney's whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Just to note once again that the Voice of the Cape contacted the National Prosecuting Authority for comment on the justice system failing victims of gender-based violence. They were not available for comment. Voice of the Cape also opened the invitation to the South African Police Services for their comment on the latest statistics on missing children in South Africa and certain protocols that are in place. Uh, but they too were not available. My attention to the SMS line is an SMS here from 6 that says as soon as the culprit gets sentenced the parents of the victims must pay their taxes to keep him or her alive with many options to be released on good behavior soon and that comes from R. Miller well once again a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation now my whatsapp line is uh, going flashing all the way let's get through to these messages uh, first one says assalamu alaikum the death penalty equals zero crime another one from 4704 says Aslam, I, agree, I agree bring back the death penalty the crime rates will definitely drop another SMS says Assalamu alaikum the government must set an example for perpetrators to give them death penalty as a victim myself justice systems must be changed priority must be made urgently parents communities your kids or our kids stand up and have your voices heard. Another SMS from 5807 says, Assalamu alaikum. We will never see the death penalty in this country. Therefore, we can understand why communities take the law into their own hands. Why do the government want to reduce prison numbers when instead more prisons should be built? Last week, okay, I'm not going to mention the name, said that we live in a war zone and we are terrorized. I agree. Another SMS, 2214. Hulle moet om na die parade bring en die mense nooi om elke been in sy lichaam te breek. Well, a very big shukran once again to our listeners and that Afrikaans one has got a nice ring to it. Uh, 6945, by the way, all of this under the banner of democracy. I fail to understand. Okay, Ridwan. Let's ask why we don't see these incidents occurring where the death penalty stands in other countries. If it does happen, it's very minimal because people know what the consequences are. What is wrong with South Africa? Rape, murder, drug, junk status, crime of any kind, even old people are being raped. By the way, all of this under the banner, banner of democracy. Is castration another option? Well, our listeners are certainly participating and giving us some interesting options. And, uh, well, shukran once again for your participation. Another SMS says, Assalamu alaikum. The death penalty might not be big or strong enough punishment to scare the perpetrators. Our parents must be more aware of the whereabouts of their children. What happened to your child is my child. In the past, our neighbors would look after their neighbor's children. That attitude is gone. 
this national government really doesn't care what happens here in the Western Cape because the ANC is not in charge here. Well, just again to say that the views expressed on the program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. But let's look at this comment of your child is my child. Let's hear from Amelda September. Your quick comment on that. Okay, I think by... Um <clears throat> Excuse me, your child is my child is that um, we as parents must look to the next to your neighbors You see and I think um, it's by time. I won't play the blame game by blaming the parents You know for if something happened to the child But what I can say is that we as as, as mothers we must stand up and we must rise you know, and at the end of the day, that is what we as women are going to do because our leaders, our future leaders is dying, you know, and we as women and, 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 and parents, mothers, I feel my personal opinion is that we are going to stand up and we are going to roar like lions. So at the end of the day, those perpetrators, they must be aware that we as mothers and parents and women we will come for them okay well there certainly is a strong message out there to all perpetrators and that comes from women to women Amelda September let's hear from Yasin Joha quickly apart from the vigil that you guys had you know for Sasha Lee what else you know are women to women involved in within the community okay, there's actually quite a few things that we we did um, in February um, that passed um, on the 14th. We had our um, it's an international uh, event, uh, one uh, one billion um, women rising, and we actually partnership with uh, Lucinda Evans with her um, organization, where we um, where we just spoke about um, women's rights and especially the women on the Cape Flats. So we we hosted um, Lucinda in our community, and she brought some guests overseas from Spain and Germany and so forth. And then we had some people of the police also as guests. And also recently um, we had our launch of a newsletter um, that was uh, about um, just before the, the vigil on the 29th of um, April. And um, we launched a newsletter which consists of gender-based violence information and what basically what we would want to do with it, we will, we're going to distribute it in the whole of Hanover Park. Mm -hmm. And in the newsletter you will have some further um, details of what we do and um, have some um, useful contact details. And basically it's, it's things that we don't know. Um, we're speaking about, uh, um, there's a lot of comments and people say this and people say that, but being on the ground is totally different. To, to message behind a screen, no offense, it's, it's, it's all good and well, but it's very easy. And the things on, on the ground is very different. Um, we do not know how to, the procedure of a missing person, we do not realize that you have to approach a police station immediately and do not wait 24 hours. But our people do not know this. And on top of that, we do, we also not making that effort to be informed. So when, when the individual comes by the police station, the police officer will probably think, okay, um, he doesn't know what he wants to, um, what's the, uh, the procedure. So he won't, he won't be taken serious. And that's the exact same thing with our, with our, uh, our rape cases, our abuse cases. I think our people, especially on the K-Flats, need to be informed. And because they are not informed well and do not empower themselves, um, it, 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 it leaves gaps for many things and, and for justice not to take its, um, its role. It's still, and just to get back on, if I can just mention, 
uh, my child is your child everyone is 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 singing the same song but we have to ask ourselves is my child really your child and is your child really my child is that really out our perception we are saying it without tongues but is it really sincere and coming from the heart because if it was then for this courtney um um the three-year-old that went missing did we shed tears because if it was my child then i would have shed, shed tears mm-hmm. so is it really um, did we shed tears? Are we really feeling that hurt? Or do we say, okay, shame, um, SMS a few things, um, condolences to you, to the family. But do we go make an attempt to go visit that family or to go show whatever sh- support we can to, because that's what, that's what we're uttering, my child is your child. So the question I want to lead, um, leave with the listeners is, is, uh, is my child really your child? And is your child really my child? Well, there's an interesting challenge put out there by Yasin Joha. As you said, the chairperson of Women to Women is asking the question, is your child really my child? In as much as we profess that to be. Let's chat to Faisal Brown very, very quickly. As we said, we was involved, we conducted searches for Courtney Peters. Uh, you've given us a bit of background, Faisal, but what are some of the challenges and your view on the justice system? Our position as the Mexican Crisis Forum is that the justice system is failing the people in many ways. The police, firstly, we want to say that although there are many policemen that, are, that, they, that uh, does a lot of good work, but the system that they're dealing with is not adequate. It is failing miserably. They've given up on the search way before um, it was necessary. They haven't um, done enough. And we feel that the justice system itself in terms of the courts is not, is not strict enough, is not um, giving sentences uh, that keeps people like this off the streets. Um, the parole board itself is also failing the people. They are not notifying communities of any um, criminals being released early on parole. They're not, they're not, they're not following the, the, the correct procedures. So we feel that on all these different levels, there seems to be this problem. And something needs to be done about it. That's why we the Mississippi Crisis Forum emerged to say that enough is enough. That we need, to, we, need, we need to start taking care of our kids and start taking the responsibility when it comes to the kids going missing and start taking the initiative to find them. And we've proven that it can be done with, with a community standing together. So the justice system we feel is not adequate. It's not serving our, our purposes. The responses are, are very slow. We need immediate action. The moment a child is reported missing, it needs to be done immediately. The search needs to be done. There is a SAP 55 application. It can be done by the parents of the missing child. You don't need a warrant in order to search houses. And that has been one of the stumbling blocks so far, where many children could have been saved before they were killed. So what Faisal Brown is also emphasizing, as I spoke earlier about, and that is the issue around community policing. Now there's an SMS here from 6435, it says, Assalamu alaikum, the justice system is a taboo and failed South Africans. It seems like we are in the apartheid era because we don't have freedom in terms of gangsterism and our government does not do enough to protect the victims. The perpetrators seem to have more rights. And must bring, they must bring back the death penalty. Another SMS here, okay, that's the one from 4890. I'm just going to acknowledge that particular SMS. Uh, right, okay, now the SMS line is just jumping around quickly. Another SMS says, the justice system 
Okay, I'm not going to say that word on E, but 6085, shukran for you. Comment, one from 8839 says, I would like to comment about what happened to your child, is my child. It is so sad that if you reprimand the child today, then the parents come jump up and down your throat. Sad to say, sometimes it's your own family's children. Then the mom gets so angry because you are now picking on their children. And I think that's another point, you know, in terms of the days gone by when your child was my child. We spoke about it in my previous segment, you know, that the neighbor, you could give the neighbor's child a hiding. Today you can't do that because then let's go for a quick ad break and when we come back we'll continue with the burning issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to The Burning Issue and if you have just joined us we are discussing analysis on missing children and the child murders in South Africa and particularly in the Western Cape. This as there's been quite a number of incidents recently uh, that gripped certain parts of the Western Cape. Now let's go to some of the SMS's that we've got and WhatsApp messages. I know I've got some guests in the studio. Another SMS here from 4025 says Sharia law will solve all these awful problems. Another SMS says, Assalamu alaikum, good evening. Right is right and wrong is wrong, irrespective of psychological issues. Nowadays, everyone gets away playing psycho. Families' life, lives fall apart because of a loss of a family member. The death penalty has to come back. We analyze too much. Back in the day, we didn't have all of these things happening. Now the victim is forgotten in a month and the criminal gets the, my apologies, the criminal gets the attention. Our people are too afraid because people are all talk and they do not stand together. Now I can see Yasin from the left of my eye, you know, giving a nod and uh, giving his approval to that particular SMS. Now the SMS here from 9820 says, Assalamu alaikum, stop blaming the government. We must take action against those who hurt our children. Another SMS from 7945 says, Assalamu alaikum, hashtag death penalty. He should be torched in every way. The way he torched that poor child. My daughter is also three years old and I would go on a killing spree. Well, our listeners are expressing some very interesting comments this side. Then we've got a message here that says, Why is the Premier not declaring Western Cape a provincial disaster? Why is there not a commission of inquiry launched into the killings on the Cape Flats? Well, that comes from Lucinda Evans, and so a very big thank you there. Another SMS says, The justice system is very sad. Another one says, the justice, I got that one. The justice system is very sad. Uh, 6945, there are so many. <clears throat> Why don't these perpetrators rather go for them? Okay, let me say to that. Uh, look, I, I don't know whether I should read this one. If you want me to, um, then just send me another SMS and that goes to 6945 on that particular comment. Another SMS from 0822 says, Assalamu alaikum, see what did happen to Pegged. People, why can it not be for others as well? And why can pegged people not come out 
then like others. Well, once again, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation. And remember, the views expressed on the program does not necessarily reflect the views of the Voice of the Cape, its management or the staff. Let's start with Faisal Brown very, very quickly and ask, um, you know, in the incidents of where children go missing or they are found dead, for example, what role do you think a community forum should play when it comes to the parents or the family of the victim? Well, um, the first hour when a child goes missing is the most vital hour. That's, that's why we respond immediately within the five minutes. We have somebody on the scene with the family at the house immediately. So that is how we start out when the moment we hear of a missing child. Now, the family, obviously, they are traumatized, they are confused, they are in a state of panic. And what we are saying is that as a forum, we are there to support that family, to make them feel somebody is there to assist them immediately, you know, to make them so that they can start thinking clearly of what happened during the course of that period when the child went missing, because that information is crucial in order to be able to follow up on it. So our role as a, as a, as a crisis forum is to be that support structure around the family and the immediate community, to mobilize them, to get the necessary information from people uh, in the road there, because somebody must have seen something. And that is how we approach this whole thing. Then there's also obviously a need for, for trauma counseling because then people are traumatized. You know, so we start to mobilize all of those resources around that particular family to assist them in whatever way possible. And then to also to give them focus in terms of what needs to be done next. The engagement with, with the police, getting all, the, all of the information together you know, that, that the police might require so that they can start acting on it. But also, in the case where the police are delaying and there's a need for immediate action, what we're saying is that the family, the community, needs to act immediately on information that comes in before it is too late. Mm-hmm. Just my attention very quickly to the SMS line. There's an SMS here from 8152. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Ridwan. It's so sad to think our children has no freedom. What they do, where they go, before they got killed, poor, the best solution is the death penalty. I'm just going to ask Fa, um, Faiz just to check the other SMS there, uh, just to contact um, my producer. Another SMS says, the government does not have the political will to solve the burning issue. They are too busy trying to fill the cracks. Uh, the same with the DA, they are like vultures waiting for the spoils. Give the perpetrators to the people so that they can learn what they should do. Another SMS says, it's right, they after the flipping act the perpetrator wants to play psycho. Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Just a quick comment. Do you think in your experience, or let me ask you the same question, with regards to parental support or family support for the victim, uh, what does women to women do in that regard? Um, regarding support structures, we have our crisis sisters who goes out every third Sunday. And, you know, what we realize, that it's not about the numbers of how much people is being helped. Um, to, uh, how much, okay, we have 20 cases, 30 cases, but it's actually about the quality of helping that person. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to go out, if we're going to go out there, and at least we're going to help one family, and they can perhaps even help other people by the, the, the assistance that they got, then it is better than having 30 people being assisted, but none of them um, have been helped. So basically, I think it's also about quality. Um, the parents should play our 
the, the support structure as comes from both the family and as well as ourselves. And for me, it's also it's about working together. We need to work together. Forget about the names. Forget about we are woman to woman. You are um, X, Y, Z. But it's about coming together, unifying, uniting, and saying, look here, this is the problem. Not wait for someone in a suit to say, to declare that Cape Town is a disaster zone. We already know that. So let's unite. Let's see how we can address structures and get every every part and every a member involved, even organization, to play a role. And for me personally, if I look back at Shashali two years ago, and I compare to the results, the improvements, it's very minimal. We struggled looking for Sasha. We day and night for for the past three months. I mean, two years later, we're in the same situation. So what I can say from regarding woman to woman, the second this is our second vigil, and we improved by the type of guests we invited. Last we had an addition of pink ladies, and we had Chanel Hector of Palmo um, Parame uh, with the school session um, missing. But this year we improved in having um, Colonel Lang of Philippi, SEPS, and we had um, Lucinda Evans representing both her organization as well as the chair of the newly elected chair of the um, CPF. Mm -hmm. so CPF cluster. So basically by next year we're then going to improve on that. How can we get more volunteers? In? How can what what improvements can we uh, can we get in place if should another person go missing? Okay, I believe we've got Imran Mukadam on the line and he is I believe the chairperson for the community police forum for a quick comment. Uh, Imran assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam and to the guest in the studio as well. Yeah, just your quick comment sir. Yeah, um, we, we, we want to commend the, especially the Mitchell's Plain uh, Crisis Forum for the assistance that um, that came, you know, and the difference that they made in giving momentum to the search. And we, we also, as the authors of the CPF, want to really commend the search effort, especially on Saturday, where we had a mass search of over 200 volunteers from different neighborhood watches. So the message we want to give is that... Um, we cannot always wait for organs of the state to fix or to solve or to help or to assist in doing what they are paid to do. Um, as communities, we must take ownership and that we, when we get together collectively, we can also make a difference. And in this case, it was a neighborhood watch that actually um, found uh, the body of Courtney Peters. And then also importantly, um, I need to announce that we are having a moment the Alphys of a Surrey Center on Thursday evening at 7 o'clock. And obviously, uh, the, the funeral for Courtney will be on um, Saturday. So I, I thought I'd give that input. But again, we need to commend all these um, various role players that came to our assistance in Alphys River. And we've learned such a lot. And I think going forward, Alphys River has now been capacitated specifically because we've had. Uh, the experience of other areas that's gone through similar situations and that we can learn from them and um, establish, you know, in a, within our own community, similar structures that can respond uh, to these type of crises. And importantly, uh, I, that we want to note that the, there is no real dedicated task team within the uh, uh, provincial police structure that deals with missing children from our experience. Um, so we would definitely have to put forward a demand that the specialized unit be raised that takes control of uh, 
of missing children, especially when it gets to a critical stage after the first day, then a specialized task team um, that is more experienced has uh, proper protocols and expecting local um, day-to-day police to handle such a complex issue as a missing child. Well, Mr. Bukaram, thanks very much, Shukran, for your time and your coming this evening. And we say to you, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. On that, we break, go for a quick ad break, and we come back. We conclude with the program called The Burning Issue here on The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Burning Issue with Ridwan Ahmed. Welcome back to the tail end of the program. I've got about three minutes left, alhamdulillah. And I want to say huge shukran to all our listeners for their participation. Unfortunately, I'm unable to get through all of the SMSs. One that comes through says, salams to all in studio. Shukran for a good program. Until the government wakes up and brings back the death penalty, we the community should take matters into our own hands. Seeing that the justice system is so unjust. Uh, because there's going to be no end to rape and murder. Well, once again, a very big shukran to all our listeners for their participation. I'm going to take concluding remarks. I'm going to start with Mr. Faisal Brown. Uh, any concluding remark from your side? From my side, it would be that the community needs to organize themselves. They need to get the necessary information in terms of what do they do in a crisis situation. The SAP 55 is very, very important. Familiarize yourself with it in an emergency that is immediate access to any house in your immediate area. Well, Mr. Faisal Brown, spokesperson for the Mitchell's Plain Crisis Forum, a very big shukran to you and everything of the best as you continue to serve the community. Uh, let's hear from Amelda September, the Media Community Liaison Officer for Women to Women. Your concluding remark. Yeah, we. Um uh, there's just something I would like to mention on on a way forward for for missing children is that um, the organisations need to work together, and at the end of the day, as Lucinda is having this Rene Roman rescue and uh, search and rescue party in in Lavendale, I think we must have it in every area. So whenever a child goes missing. And then we can just bring, no matter from what area, we can bring all those people together and we can go out and we can look for the child and maybe we can find that child before the perpetrator is is, is like doing something that will let us shed some tears at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks very much. And that is Melda September. Yasin, I've got a minute left for your comment. I just want to say shukran to everyone who, who's involved with whatever work you are doing out there for your communities, mm-hmm. even those listening in and staying tuned and staying up to date. We want to say shukran for everyone and thank you for, for everything you do. Perhaps it's gone unnoticed, but we applaud you for all your work, all that hours and all that tiring nights. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. A, thank you. And SMS here says, programs of this nature need to send out a zero tolerance message as the perpetrators also listen and capitalize on the weak elements. Habiba, any concluding comment from your side? I know I wanted to speak to you and ask you, you know, about volunteers uh, receiving trauma counseling, but time is really caught up with us. Just a concluding remark or comment from your side. Um, yes, uh, um, I just want to tell all listeners out there, um, to each and every mother out there, just to look after their child, teach their child, teach their child from day one, uh, um, when the child can talk about what the address is, what the parents' names is. So if the child go missing and someone get the child, maybe that uh, child uh, um, lands into good hands, then the child can tell that person like, 
my mother is here my mother is a milder and so and that is my address so yes we must te uh, teach our children from day start well, shukran for that. That is Habiba Jones for also from Women to Men. So to all my guests in studio, a very big shukran and thank you to you for your participation. Uh, to Faisal Brown there, shukran to you as well. And I say to you, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. So for myself, Ridwan Ahmed, until next time, do stay tuned to the Voice of the Cape.